And we're back with another episode of The Anarchist Experience, episode 227, aka season 3, episode 47, uh, coming at you this week. As always, I am your host, Mr. Rich E. Rich, along with... MC. And with the return of MC, the tech guy uh, on the show, the guy that get, makes this possible for me to do uh, with him, uh, we got phone numbers. Phone numbers, 303-335-9527 or 303-835-1301. That's 303-335-9527 or 303-835-1301. So you were out camping last week, MC, but that's okay because there's fucking big news this week that almost everyone's going to be the lead story. And that's (laughs) right. But that Jeffrey Epstein, but anything else going on with you uh, before we before we just dive right into that thing? Uh, Nope. All right, perfect. So diving right in, uh, if you don't know by now, if like this is your first source of information on this little gem of news that came out this morning, this is, we're doing this, we're recording Saturday uh, morning, afternoon, depending on where you're at, uh, the 10th of August. Uh, if this is your first learning of this, I don't know when you're listening to this, uh, where the hell have you been? Uh, because predicted for weeks upon weeks upon weeks, months even uh jeffrey epstein epstein whatever uh suicide question mark exclamation point uh sometime uh in the middle of the night or whatever but woke up this morning first thing you read dead that boy dead so uh your thoughts mc we talked a little bit about it on the pre-show suicide did he did he not did was he suicided you know what's what is going on there (laughs) so i I think uh well i read somewhere that they took him off of suicide watch and that's so, the most bizarre uh, piece of news un- unfortunately there probably won't be a video of it i mean how convenient it would have been much in- more interesting if he was still alive and went to trial but uh, uh a lot of people suspected he wasn't ever going to make it there um the vast majority of people paying attention right so um now at least uh it gives fodder for all the conspiracy theorists um until more facts come out and then there'll be conspiracy facts so i don't know well hopefully we'll figure out what happened um and it's possible that he did kill himself um but why was he taken off suicide watch you know (laughs) well there was a failed attempt what like a month ago or so? Sure. I don't remember yeah. the date. Like so maybe less. Maybe less. Yeah. So he he got arrested and then attempted suicide, failed attempt, which is why he was now on suicide watch, which you would then expect him to remain on because hello, he's tried it once already, allegedly. You know. And like this is the bizarre thing that you know you brought up is that there's not gonna be a video of it because part of suicide watch was guards outside the door and video at all time. And then all of a sudden, all how convenient he gets taken off of Suicide Watch and just just like that, uh poof, gone. You know. And, and was it the, the uh one of the, the documents or whatever just got released yesterday? So that was another factor in the conspiracy theories like, all right, documents are released, we're finally gonna get some answers, someone's going to be held account and nope not happening just you know case dropped no no reason to open the documents no reason to read into it no reason to do anything because there's nobody on trial 
at this point. Nobody, no, no accused to take the stand and, you know, make a mockery of the justice system. Uh, so all that, all that, all that hard work, all that investigations, all those documents, uh, just sealed, sealed right back up, likely, right? Yeah. Nobody can read, no, no need to read it. No need to implicate anybody else in anything. Hmm. How convenient. And like yeah. you said, no surprise. Uh, sh- should not be a surprise because, you know, once it's it's a weird it's a weird truism, right? But anyone who's on the bad graces of the Clinton family and you know Hillary Clinton specifically uh, finds some very bizarre ways to die, right? Uh, there's a lot of suicides and accidents that happen around uh, people associated uh, with the Clintons in a negative light. And so, you know, this this should come as no surprise when you have uh, Bill Clinton being accused of, of you know, nefarious acts on the Lolita Island uh, or, you know, on the private jet, you know, to, to have another, another mysterious death surrounding a Clinton associate to add to what I think it was over 100 other mysterious deaths. Um, so, yeah, you, you said conspiracy theories, conspiracy fact. Um, I don't, I, you know, it's going to be hard to, it's going to be hard to convince anyone who believes that he was suicided, uh, that this was an actual suicide, um, no matter, uh, and, and even if the facts come out to support that it was, it was, uh, you know, foul play of some kind, I don't think, and you know, the conspiracy theories won't allow, uh, the truth to, to actually be, uh, accepted. Right. It'll, you know, it came out and someone, someone managed to sneak in and do whatever it is to him. And, you know, but we don't know who it is. And then they'll just go like, well, we all know who it is. Uh, but, you know, lack, lack of evidence being a thing makes it very hard to convict anybody else of any sort of foul play, uh, especially uh, when it might be the Clintons. Right. If you yeah. if you're one of those persons with the information that. You know, like where are the guards? What are they at? You know, who's which one of them is going to break ranks and come out first and say, like, I know the truth of what happened and dead, right? Kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's very possible it was re- related to the Clintons, but I I heard he had a whole bunch of people uh, tied up in that so in in uh, allegations and stuff. And actually, oh yeah, there, there's still going to be some trials and stuff. There's uh, accusations from from women uh, against a whole bunch of politicians and stuff. So it'll just well, I guess so. so I guess some of that stuff can still be opened. We'll see. It just would have I mean, been much easier if Epstein was still around. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's it's evidence related to this particular incident in this particular case, right? They, you know, they they might be able to dig through it by, it, you know, the reason was it was like millions of pages of documents, or mm-hmm. you know, something so, something uh, uh, outrageous and outlandish like that. Uh, so yeah, so some woman accuses some politician, and you've got to go dig through all of the Epstein documents to corroborate a story. I don't know. I don't know. I'm thinking. I'm thinking. This is like the nail in that coffin, and there's a whole bunch of 
politicians breathing a sigh of relief because their name's not going to be uh, mentioned or they're not going to be implicated in any of this. Uh, there's a whole bunch of people who aren't going to get any closure uh, to whatever crimes may or may not have been committed because, you know, he, he's, he died, right? Suicide, suicided. Um, so they're not going to get any closure in the justice system. There's not going to be, uh, you know, a trial of any kind, sham or otherwise, kangaroo or otherwise. Uh, and they're not going to, you know, get their voices well, heard. Well, against, they still have possible trials against the politicians that that were uh, flying with uh, Epstein. Right. But, they, but they, they lose their key testimonial witness, if anything, if he was going to turn on them. Sure. Right. You got you got you got documents with no with no corroborating testimony at that point. So that's what I'm saying. So you can you can try you can try to have all these trials against politicians, um, but you know those in power are likely to do their best to now sweep it under the rug, uh, because what do you the prosecutor is going to come forward uh, and indict uh, a high ranking political figure with with no witness. With no corroborating evidence aside from uh, some reports and some documents somewhere, you know, and put their career on the line. Come on, conspiratorial maybe, but if that was the case, there's there'd be no reason to suicide him at all, right? If the if if he wasn't even necessary uh, to 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 have all those things come out uh, and be effective, uh, then they could have just let him let him go. Let him say what he wants about whomever he has documents for, and yeah, but conspiracy theory will will dominate the realm on this for a while because I don't <laughs> think I don't think you'll ever get the true truth. Uh, you'll get your conspiracy facts, maybe, um, but the you know, like you said, the, the 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 most bizarre thing is how he can be on suicide watch, taken off suicide watch, knowing full well. Like who who was not predicting this? Uh, who what credible news outlet or credible journalistic outlet wasn't considering this, predicting this, uh, covering this aspect of it? Where no, you know, you you have this high profile case. Uh, you have a a attempted su- attempted quote unquote suicide already, and then you take him off suicide watch. Very strange. Very strange to say the least. Very strange. <laughs> and there's no getting around that. That's it. That's the story. That's, you know, that's that's what's going to be the dominant aspect of this the whole time. Who's responsible? How do, the, how do they get held responsible for allowing this uh, travesty to occur, uh, knowing full well all the implications, uh, you know, of, of him being in the cell, being arrested, and all those other trials uh, coming up? That he is not being kept alive uh, in some form or capacity. Just you know, just oh no, here's here's a bucket of knives and some rope. Enjoy your cell, right? <laughs> no, no, no. He's not suicidal. He won't. No, that other attempt that was nothing. No, that was that was a misunderstanding. He he slipped. That's all that happened on that one. Not suicidal. No, he's he's been evaluated by the doctor. Not suicidal. I don't think so. I don't think so. Sketchy to say the least. All right. Anything else? Any other concerns, comments? There's not a lot of news on it other than that's what happened and everyone's going, I told you so. 
and we'll see what happens from there. <laughs> so the only thing Epstein uh, news isn't good for is Bitcoin. Interesting. Uh, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, Bitcoin's uh, hovering around 12,000. Yeah, I was going to say, I, last uh, I 11, checked, it was plugging away. Yeah, 11 and 12,000. Um, what else is going on? I got headlines. I got enough headlines if you want to get into oh, that. Oh, my goodness. All right. Let's Woo! do headlines then. Headline. Appeals court sets damning precedent rules giving cops the finger is illegal. Uh, headline. There is no government shortcut for entrepreneurial success. Uh, headline. Trump bribing American farmers with taxpayer money to fix trade war damage. A headline, do something, quote unquote, is a dangerous demand to make of politicians. A headline, the truth about plastic straws. A headline, an open invitation to tyranny. And finally, headline, free everything, quote unquote, and the first law of politics. Uh, dealing with the, the uh, recent presidential, Democratic presidential primary debate. Any place in particular you want to start this week, MC? Uh, not anywhere. All right. We're going to do this because I uh, we're going to do plastic straws because this is about the damn near most irritating thing, uh, you know, that that uh, dominates my existence right now. Like not not that I, I'm, I'm mad or upset about it, but like the, the restaurant that I work at um, has plastic straws for kids. And paper straws that fucking melt in your cup for the rest of us, right? <laughs> so, and they don't keep the fucking plastic straws well stocked. So, like, a, you know, a few weeks ago or whatever, when you know, when I when I had when they were running low, I stashed a few. I stashed a handful. I'm like, I'm keeping these for me. So when they run out, I will have some. And then I burned through my stash, and they hadn't restocked. And then there was like two more weeks that they hadn't restocked. Uh, of plastic straws and i'm like i'm not you know i work i work in the kitchen it's a long shift it's not like i'm gonna finish my beverage in like five ten minutes you know that straw has to last for like five hours and there's not a paper straw on the goddamn planet that will last for five hours uh and then there's you know one of those like social justice servers there as well and she's pretty nice otherwise however you know she's like oh no i like to think that using the paper straws doing my part you know because the plastic straws they they end up with the turtles i'm like fuck turtles i hate turtles unless they're <laughs> teenage and mutant ninjas i don't fucking like turtles so like fuck those little you know so I, that's my that's my little banter back and forth with uh with her because you know she thinks she's a, like the paper straw advocate i'm like no give me the give me the plastic straw because it's cheap it's useful it doesn't melt in my cup right it doesn't break uh, it's durable for what it is, and best of all, it's disposable, which makes it sanitary, because I don't have to be cleaning, you know, like buying a straw and a pipe cleaner to clean through the, you know, the the metal, uh, the now dangerous metal straws and you know uh, reusable <laughs> straws. I want to put my eye out and have a metal straw impact my brain uh, from using this nonsense. No, just give me the cheap, disposable, useful, sanitary plastic straws and so so they they restocked recently and i grabbed a handful again i grabbed like two or three times as much as i grabbed the last time 
And every time I go, I'm going to grab like another like mini handful so and keep those at home. So whenever I'm off to work, I just put a few in my bag and then poof, off we go. So this is the truth about plastic straws um, because who knew such a, such, a, such a fantastic little item could create such controversy and be such a nuisance uh, in, the, in the grand scheme of things. <laughs> right? Am I right? Am I, am I wrong? Do you like plastic straws before we even get into the article? Uh, well, comparatively, they're much better than paper straws, sure. Absolutely. And that's, that's the other thing, right? That's where everyone wants to go. Oh, no, you just put your little paper straw on there. It's like, no. No, you do not just put your little paper straw in and, there. And I don't, don't want to drink paper. The reason to to not use plastic straws at all because, uh, well, most of the plastic ends up in landfills, along with all the other plastic, um, not the oceans, which is what the whole thing got started because uh, because of the turtle. <laughs> Fuck those turtles. Um, so. Uh, there's, there's another meme going around that, uh, about that. And it, it's basically all, all the sea life saying, actually what kills most of us is the, is the nets, the fishing nets that get cut loose. Uh, and, uh, yeah, they, they trap a whole bunch of animals and, and, uh, kill them. So, so ban fishing, <laughs> no fishing, you catch so, it with a yeah, pole and line like everybody else. And, Plastic in the ocean may end up being a real big problem, uh, but I think straws is are probably the least of the worries compared to all, all the other plastic. And uh, I think I think there has and, and they're working on it. There's smart people that are trying to figure out ways to get the plastic out of the ocean. Yeah, the, um, the technological solutions to complex problems. Um, because, well, most most of the plastic comes from, I guess, other countries like Asia. Yes, and most of it like China <laughs> and India, where the where there, where there's billions of those fuckers throwing plastic right into the ocean. Like they don't even right. care. They just they, no no, right. no or, landfill here. We just take our straw individually and throw it in the water. Just, yeah, or just throw it into the, the the river or wherever they're at, and yeah, it eventually makes it to the ocean. Um, see, and I usually just throw my cup out the window on the drive home. So when when I don't see headlights, just gone. Jordan Peterson had a, had a comment about someone who actually did research on, on how to, you know, fix climate change and solve the plastic and the ocean problems. And, and what this guy found out was that, uh, the, the biggest reason why people take care of of the environment is after everything around them is, is already taken care of. So basically if, if you're not in extreme poverty, then you have time to worry about uh, the litter on your street and where the plastic is going and, and where, you know, all that stuff. So, you know, how, how much uh, uh, pollution you have, uh, for example, I have, I have a Tesla, so uh, I'm polluting less maybe. Um, well, you're definitely polluting less. Whether or not it's like a measurable, you know, impact well, <laughs> is up for debate. Definitely, I don't. I'm not sure because uh, it took a lot of energy to to make the batteries, for example. That's true. So, so how much pollution was caused in the creation of my car? Well, 
a lot. It'd probably be better if I just kept driving my uh, 1987 uh, Chevy uh, S10 uh, <laughs> forever, <laughs> you know. As long as it runs, yeah. But um, but it was a gas guzzler, and the government wanted to give me $4,000 for it, so, yeah. And I like the Tesla. It's fun, and it's quiet. And, that's uh, that's the one thing I remember about going for riding. It was like we can go really fast through the neighborhood because nobody can hear us going fast. <laughs> well, you're not going to draw any attention. Yeah, if they're running. If they're running radar, they'll still get you. But I haven't figured out that uh, uh, stealth technology yet. So, <laughs> well, do you have a radar detector? Because that's that's step one. That's what well, all fast that, car that, people have. Well, that just tells you if you if you're caught already or not. But no, no, it doesn't. I thought it like I thought it was it detects the the beams around, so you knew when you were approaching. Like not that you actually got caught, but that there was like that they're uh, in the vicinity. Mm. Otherwise, they'd be worthless, right? They tell you they don't tell you like when the when the cops already got you. Then that's a pur- purposeless device. But they go like, oh, okay, there's radar the, in the area. I'm thinking of the laser guns. Yeah, well, they have laser detectors too. Yeah, but those yeah. you're definitely caught if if you get hit by a laser, then they already yeah. got you. I remember. So anyway. Okay, I was I was I was on the freeway and I like uh, this Porsche blew by me just whoop, and it was gone. Um, and then like uh, a mile or two up the road, probably a little bit more because freeway speeds right, like a mile or two up the road, um, he was just like chilling in the shoulder lane. I was like, oh. Huh. He's just chilling in the shoulder. And then like a mile or two after that, there was like a cop on the top of a hill <laughs> with the gun. <laughs> so I think he like got the got the, you know, the detection that the cop was in the area and before he would, you know, the cuz the cop has to like wait for you to go by before they can get <laughs> behind you. So yeah. he just like pulled off and hung out for a little bit. <laughs> it was just just waiting for for a clear opportunity to go again. <laughs> so I thought, that was my speculation. I don't know to be true. That was funny. Yeah. But yeah. But we all, you know, that's that's what people in fast cars do. They go like you, the little light blinks. You go, okay, time to slow down because I don't want to get busted. Yeah. All right. The truth about plastic straws and fuck turtles. President Trump's campaign has raised nearly half a million dollars in a matter of weeks selling plastic straws with Trump emblazed on each. Oh, this is awesome! Emblazed on each one. I don't even like Trump, and all of a sudden I want to get one of these just to piss people off. They've okay, never mind. They fetch fifteen dollars for a package of ten plastic straws, as the campaign markets them with the slogan "Liberal paper straws don't work," and that's true. They don't fucking work. That's surely a high price tag for some plastic straws, but the message is priceless. For the past couple years, the left has been pushing plastic straw bans in the name of saving the planet suggesting that paper and other alternatives work well enough. Bullshit. A good number of people from both the left and the right support have fallen hook, line, and sinker for their anti-plastic straw blather. An Ipsos BuzzFeed public opinion poll from last year reported that 48% of those polled supported government bans, 56% of Democrats, and 41% of Republicans. But paper straws that turn to mush before you can finish your drink are a perfect symbol for failed leftist ideas. 
A quick examination of the claim about plastic straws reveals the intellectual mush that's behind so many of the left's short-sighted and foolish nanny state proposals. Plastic straws won their place in the market because they proved to be excellent products. They are lightweight, sanitary, require little energy and resources to make and transport, and perform very well. Claims that they are easy to replace belie reality. In addition to soggy paper, the left has pushed metal, particularly aluminum straws, as well as glass straws, maybe even more ridiculous, bamboo, and you name it. Uh, they gave little thought about how potential alternatives might impact public health and safety. Uh, when straw bans gained global attention several years ago, disabled people rightly expressed dismay because the alternatives posed risks from performance problems to potential injury due to rigid qualities or breakage in the case of glass to the potential for allergic reactions. Meanwhile, plastic straws have proved essential in meeting special needs. Some government straw bans provide ex exemptions for disabled people, but bans make the straws less accessible and less politically acceptable. Amid all this misinformation, some disabled people are unfortunately choosing alternative straws despite apparent risks. Consider Elena Struthers Gardner, a former jockey disabled from a work-related injury who paid a high price for choosing a metal straw last November. Uh, Struthers Gardner tripped while holding a mason jar that had a metal straw fixed in the lid. The straw went into her eye and then into her brain and killed her. I thought that was more recent than last November. Like I, remember, I only remember reading about that one like within the last couple of months. Mm -hmm. uh, that was certainly a horrible freak accident, but it never should have happened. It's a heartbreaking reminder that there are trade-offs associated with nanny state campaigns that advance needless product substitutions. In any case, the idea that metal straws or glass or bamboo are a good option for anyone is simply ridiculous. They are heavy, sharp, and present risks, and not only for disabled people. Starbucks had to recall its metal straws because they were cutting the children's tongues. Reusable straws can also accumulate dangerous bacteria if not cleaned well, and cleaning the inside of a straw isn't easy even with a kit. Frankly, most people have better things to do with their time. It's understandable that people want to keep plastic products and other trash out of the ocean, but ocean pollution won't be solved by largely symbolic plastics bans. Studies show that the vast majority of plastic waste is due to poor disposal practices outside of the United States. Uh, data in a 2015 Science Magazine report reveals that China and 11 other Asian nations are responsible for 77 to 83% of plastic waste entering the oceans because of poor disposal practices such as open dumps. This is in contrast to U.S. waste management practices such as well-managed sanitary landfills and recycling programs that do a good job of keeping plastics out of the ocean. A 2017 environmental science and technology study reported that up to 95% of global plastic waste enters oceans from just 10 rivers, 8 in Asia, 2 in Africa. The U.S. contribution was estimated to be about 1%, which we can work to reduce through litter reduction efforts rather than banning plastics. Uh, the answer to plastic waste is proper waste disposal, not government bans. The liberal paper straw 
and all the left's other alternatives offer yet more evidence why people should stop listening to left-wing nanny state activists. Uh, end of the article. And yeah, a lot of cooperation in that article uh, with what we were talking about prior. Uh, MC, your thoughts on the, the nanny state left and any of the other ridiculous bands that they propose? Uh, I'm against them. <laughs> Good. As well uh, you should be. <laughs> Yeah, I don't have much to add. It's just, it's just stupid. There was one. Th- okay, so yeah, um, I, I, I kind of cut in there because the disabled straw jockey, disabled jockey straw incident. It said last November, but I, I don't know if it was like I missed it last November or it came back up in the news uh, recently. Mm-hmm. But yeah, just you know, I, I thought it was, I thought it was more recent than that. Um, I've seen one like good alternative for a reusable straw and it was like a bamboo straw that slid apart like if you're going to use a if you're going to have a reusable straw right like there's nothing against i have nothing against reusable straws just stupid and inconvenient for me but this bamboo one like slid apart so that you could clean it easily like you didn't have to have the pipe cleaner to like run through the straw Mm -hmm. um and then you know bamboo is not like the most rigid material in the world either so um I found that of all the alternatives that I've seen so far, uh, that one was probably uh, the most creative. Uh, if you're going to if you're going to have reusable straws to begin with, mm-hmm. um, and this also reminded me of there was you know we we I used to clean houses right like like clean out houses uh, for hoarders uh, and that sort of thing, um, and we had we we had a guy who had like a collection of plastic straws. We're like, dude. And some of them were like brand new, right? Like still in the paper wrapping and everything. Like, all right, this is trash. You have to throw this out. Like you, you do not need to be keeping all of these straws, you know, in your house that we're trying to clean and declutter and, and you know, make presentable. Um, and he was rather insistent at the time saying like, no, no, no. When I go to McDonald's, I take one of my straws with me so that I don't have to contribute to them you know, to, to the waste of getting another one. And I was like, they're all still in the wrapper, man. Like, you know, you taking yours, getting another one there, like it matters not a lick of difference. Uh, <laughs> but now, but now I envy that guy because he had a collection of this now banned product that's difficult to find and, you know, politically undesirable. If you, if you, if you're like me and like the plastic straws, and I will say this, I also prefer uh, the McDonald's straws over the others because for a long time they were wider it was like it was more juice per sip uh from <laughs> from the from the wide mouth mcdonald's straws uh and then i don't i don't think it's that popular here but um the bubble tea places with their super super wide uh plastic straws to get all that I'm like oh my goodness you know the, those were the days uh mc where where no one you know no one cared right it was you know like the the even mcdonald's with the styrofoam containers Right. No one cared. You just you ate the burger, you threw it away and into the landfill it goes, you know, none of this, none of this nonsense. Uh, I feel like Dennis Leary at the moment with the, with the asshole song, right? Give me the non biodegradable styrofoam container, some plastic straws, you know, I'll take it all and contribute my, my 1%, you know, the, the American 1% uh, to, to, to the, to the contribution of plastics uh, in the ocean, of which, you know, if, if that's only 1%, uh, how far down the line do we get before plastic straws, of all things, 
um, you know, are, are, are the, the contributing factor, right? This is, this is nothing but nonsense, uh, virtue signaling as, as it were at its, its weakest, uh, because you know, it's like, Oh, I don't use plastic straws. Uh, like you're so much better than everybody else. No, you suck. You suck. And you're drinking paper now because your paper straw is going to melt in there. Uh, I even seen, I seen another article that was, it was the Starbucks adult sippy cup to get around. Have you seen this MC? Uh, yeah. You've seen it. Okay. So that, that's the next step, right? No straws. Uh, now you have a lid, uh, a plastic lid. I might add, right. That, that looks like, it looks like a sippy cup. Cause now you have to pour the, you know, just like your drink, like you couldn't just take the lid off and drink from a normal cup, which I'm all for, right? Like when I'm, when I'm not at work, and I'm not like ordering fast food. It's not like I sit down uh, and put a lid and a straw in my cup. Like I don't, I don't do that. Uh, but at work, it's convenient because I'm working around food. I keep my drink nearby. Sometimes you bump it and you don't want it spilling on product, right? You know, as it were. Um, and, you know, when, when you order fast food, you keep that stuff in the car. And it's just easier to drink, you know, without, without and, you know, spilling it everywhere as, as well. Uh, so it's not like I need that all the time. But, uh, you know, I'm, I'm in no way going to be like drinking out of an adult sippy cup, like a lid, a <laughs> lid just, just with, with, with the spout and everything, like a little child sippy cup, uh, drink, drinking out of one of those because for some uh, stupid ass reason, uh, they, they don't have straws anymore uh, because of this, you know, like, like the, the article says, uh, left wing nanny state activism. Uh, preventing me from just getting the products <laughs> that I want that are super convenient. And that, again, you know, based on geographic regions, uh, don't really do much. And there's already people working on solving that problem too. Uh, so yeah, this, this, this you know, it's, 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 again, probably the biggest annoyance uh, in my life right now is this whole nonsense of not letting me drink uh, from, from a cheap, disposable sanitary plastic straw uh when when i when i want my beverage all right i'm done <laughs> next sons of bitches fired up all right uh any place you want to go next uh middle fingers middle fingers okay this is for a while this is another one that was like no 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 you can do this you can cuss out cops you can flick off cops. They're supposed to be professional um, and not anymore and not in North Carolina. Uh, flipping the bird or raising the middle finger has been ruled to be free speech many times over. In fact, in a 14-page opinion, the U.S. Court of Appeals for the Second Circuit addressed the specific action of flipping off cops when it ruled that the ancient gesture of insult is not the basis for a reasonable suspicion of a traffic violation or impending criminal activity. However, we've seen citizens pepper sprayed, assaulted, and arrested for this act of free speech. And now, a North Carolina appeals court just ruled that police can initiate a chase and subsequently detain people for the already protected act of free speech. Uh, WNCT9 reports, a North Carolina appeals court says a state trooper acted appropriately when he chased and stopped a vehicle after its passenger flashed an obscene hand gesture at a law officer. 
A divided panel of the State Court of Appeals ruled Tuesday there was no legal error in charging Sean Patrick Ellis with resisting or delaying the trooper during the Stanley County stop. Ellis initially refused to turn over identification. He argued in court the traffic stop was illegal. Judge Chris Dillon wrote for the court that while Ellis's middle finger wave was protected free speech, the trooper had reason to believe that the crime of disorderly conduct was being committed. Uh, Dillon wrote that it's illegal to make gestures plainly intended to provoke violent retaliation and cause a breach of the peace. The idea that a person's middle finger can be interpreted by the court as a means of provoking violent retaliation is chilling. Across the country, on roads in every city every day, people give each other the middle finger in acts of frustration and anger. This is a form of expression which is protected under the First Amendment and in no way implies that someone wants violent retaliation. However, that's exactly what Ellis received when the state trooper pulled him over as he was kidnapped and caged. Obviously, flipping the bird will not make you many friends, but so what? You've harmed no one in the act of raising your middle finger. Uh, and by the way, every time it says that, I'm fucking flipping off my computer screen just in, as an act of defiance myself. If someone is offended by another person's finger, namely a police officer, it does not justify that person's extortion nor kidnapping. However, Ellis was kidnapped and caged for raising his middle finger, and now an appeals court has justified this cop's tyrannical behavior. In the land of the free, a person can be kidnapped and thrown in a cage for arbitrary sounds made with their mouth or raising their middle finger that causes harm to no one. Uh, aside from this clearly being asinine, it's well established by the Supreme Court that arresting someone for swearing and raising the middle finger is unconstitutional. In Cohen v. California, the U.S. Supreme Court upheld citizens' First Amendment right to wear a jacket to court that read, Fuck the draft. The court held, While the particular four-letter word being litigated here is perhaps more distasteful than most others of its genre, it is nevertheless often true that one man's vulgarity is another's lyric. Indeed, we think it is largely because governmental officials cannot make principal distinctions in this area that the Constitution leaves matter of taste and style so largely to the individual. What's more, the U.S. Supreme Court ruled in City of Houston versus Hill that police must tolerate ever even more abusive speech than the average citizen, which certainly includes looking at someone's middle finger. Uh, the court concluded that in the face of verbal challenges to police action, Officers and municipalities must respond with restraint and added that the First Amendment protects a significant amount of verbal criticism and challenge directed at police officers. Here at the Free Thought Project, we feel that there's no such thing as bad words, but rather certain words some people don't like to hear. The same goes with raising random fingers. The arbitrary nature of government enforcing laws that dictate what vocabulary a person can use and which finger they can display to a cop is as ridiculous as it is tyrannical. Sadly, it remains a part of society. Have we learned nothing from history? Telling people what words they can and can't say or which fingers they can raise to protect a cop's feelings is chilling. Freedom of speech does not come with terms and conditions as words and arbitrary fingers alone, lest the obvious yelling fire in a movie theater cannot cause physical harm. Americans who support such tyrannical acts should heed the legendary George Carlin's advice below 
uh, and it links to a video, which we're not going to play here. So that is the end of the article. Uh, MC, your thoughts. Have you ever given the cop the finger? Uh, no, I haven't. Um, I don't see the point. I agree. So, yeah. I personally, I think it's one of those things where you know I I don't bother them, and you know, in the hopes that they don't bother me. Um, that being said, uh, if they do bother me and I find it to be unjustly, uh, I will lay into them with verbal tirades uh, that you know would put some sailors to shame, uh, simply because I can. Right, like they they've already accosted me at that point. Um, and you know, my, my, my general life philosophy for those that don't know, uh, is every minor inconvenience must be met with a gross overreaction. Um, so, <laughs> if, so, so if they're bringing it to me, uh, you can best bet that they're going to be hearing it, uh, hearing something back. Um, uh, and you know, I know, I, I know that the, the, you know, that the general rule is you don't answer questions, you don't give them information, uh, and you're right. And uh, it's a skill that needs to be practiced uh, and developed because I don't answer questions and I don't give them incriminating information, uh, but I will call them names, right? And their supervisor's names and their mother's names and all, all sorts of things in the book, right? That, that cannot be used against me uh, for whatever they think they're stopping me for. Um, and only when I, and only when I feel justified, right? Only, only when they're, only when there's no chance uh, that I've done anything nearly egregious enough to warrant being stopped by them. Um, you know, I was working at the gas station. Cops would come in, and they would try to have a polite conversation, and I wouldn't even talk to them then. Right? Just buy your stuff. Get the fuck out of here. Uh, and eventually, they stopped talking to me as well. Like, there's, there's no polite conversation to be had with cops, um, you know, in that professional environment, not giving them the finger on the way out. Uh, but, yeah. But if it's if it's protected speech and the Supreme Court has ruled it to be so, um, which, which which is one of the better rulings, right? I'm not not here uh, to defend the Supreme Court either. Um, but as long as they're allowing it, um, you know, you should be able to do it uh, without without consequence, right? Walk up to the cop, you know, call him an asshole, call him a pig, call him whatever you want, give him the finger, and be on your way. Uh, and like the good little public servants that they are. Uh, they're supposed to just take it in stride and continue on with the day as if your existence mattered not to them. Uh, but no, uh, it, it was, what did this one say? Inviting violent retaliation, right? Is that, you know, does that mean, um, you know, cause at, at one point I got like punched in the face, right? Um, and when I filled out, it, it took me a week. I'll be honest. It took me a week to fill out the police report and only after a bunch of goading, uh, from friends. And like, I was, I was like, yeah, it, it hit, it hurt for like a minute and then I was fine. I'm like, no, you gotta, you gotta file. You gotta file. Like, I don't really want to. And then I thought, right. I thought let's, let's file a police report and see if for all the times that these ass clowns have ticketed me for nonviolent offenses, let's see if now that I've actually been assaulted and accosted, right. If, if you know, the, the swift arm of justice, uh, will swing in my favor, uh, and they'll do something about it. So it took me a week and I filled out the police report and I had to make sure the cop was very specific. Uh, when, you know, he's like, when you, when, when he's like, make your statement, lad. Uh, he said, you have to put in there somewhere. I did not give this person permission to punch me in the face, right? <laughs> that had, that had to be explicit. And the weird thing to me, I go, well, 
if it has to be explicit, right, then why aren't uh, unsanctioned street fights like legal? Like if you go, do you give me permission to fight? And you go, yes, I do. And you go, do you give me permission to fight you back? And you go, yes, I do. Right. Doesn't doesn't that uh, in, wouldn't that be enough on a police report saying like, no, no, permission was granted. And the cops will go, like, well, you gave them permission. Obviously, we our hands are tied. There's nothing we can do. <laughs> but anyway, so, you know, I had to explicitly put uh, I do not give this. I did not give him permission in any way, shape or form to punch me in the face. Uh, and now this uh, this uh, this article is saying that the middle finger is an invitation uh, for violent uh, retaliation, right? Somewhere that you want violent retaliation. Uh, so I'm, so my question is like, because that's what he got, right? If, you know, if you give someone the finger uh, and then you subsequently get punched in the face, uh, can you no longer say, no, no, I didn't, I never gave him permission. Well, you did give him the figure, did you not? What did you expect to have happen, right? Of course he's allowed to punch you in the face now that you've invited the, you know, you've invited the violent retaliation by showing him this particular finger. Uh, so yeah, there's a, there's a lot of, there's a lot of bad uh, in this article with what should be a non should be a non-issue, right? You flick them off, that's the end of it. You know, especially the cops, they take it, they walk away. Part of the job, uh, you know, if you don't want to get flicked off, maybe better be a better person. Uh, don't be a cop, number one. Uh, maybe if cops had a better reputation for being peaceful uh, and protectors of the peace uh, rather than you know road pirates and thugs and violent offenders, especially to uh, a lot of minority groups. Uh, maybe if they had a better reputation in the community, uh, this wouldn't be, uh, would be an issue at all because people would be happy to see the cops, right? Oh my, what's that? Something, uh, so you, you need protection and assistance? Well, that's why we're here, right? As opposed to you were going five miles over the speed limit and now you owe us a hundred bucks, right? Oh no, you weren't wearing your seatbelt. Now you owe us 85 bucks which is great in New Hampshire. You don't have to wear your seatbelt. It's a lovely thing here. Uh, but you get the idea. Most where you're listening to this show, most likely you have to wear that goddamn thing regardless uh, or, or face, uh, you know, face fines. I once got a ticket for not wearing a seatbelt as I was leaving the courthouse, uh, defending myself on another charge. That was fun too. <laughs> he immediately called the probation officer. Guess what? Pulled over again. It's like, oh, sh- shaking. You know, I don't, I don't remember what happened. I don't think I flicked that cop off. Uh, I, I may have been more calm in that instance, but whatever. And like, I didn't even have time to put it on. You know, it was just like pulling out of the parking garage. You look, you check, and then strap in. But nope, yeah, boop, boop, busted the UE and, you know, bust made an illegal U-turn uh, just to come and make sure that I was safely strapped into my vehicle uh, and, and harassed me there. So, yeah, they, they deserve it most of the time. Uh, and you should not feel guilty about giving it to them uh, as often as possible. <laughs> Aside from the fact that now, you know, you are inviting violent retaliation uh, from probably, you know, from definitely the, the most violent gang uh, of individuals the, the planet has ever seen. So good on you with that. So on a kind of related issue, um, well, pe- too many people um, worship the cops. And uh, so there was one post on Facebook about... This this video where this lady got pulled over for a broken taillight, and the cop gave her an eighty dollar ticket, and said, "Sign here." And she's like, "I don't think this is right. You should just give me a warning. I mean, it's just a light. I'll fix the light. Don't don't. Why are you charging Seriously. me eighty bucks?" Yeah. 
And so she said, I, th I think this is wrong. And so I'm not signing the ticket. I mean, he already had her information and everything. I already had the ticket written out. Uh, she just didn't want to sign it. She didn't think it was right. So um, he escalated to arresting her. So he says, yep. you're, under, you're under arrest. And she's like, for what? Like, what did I do? <laughs> you know, this, this, this is, you're crazy. Like, get out of here. Some places so, they force you to sign. Like, I, so, you know, I haven't signed a ticket you, in years, but some places they, it's, how can like, you, it's a requirement. Yeah. How can you force somebody to sign? So that's the, that's, that's the meat of it, really. That's a whole, so, that's a separate issue, but you're right. How can so, you? So, yeah, you can't. I mean, <laughs> I'm not. Well, signing, then you, like, then you arrest what? them, right? Because you, you arrest <laughs> them, you take them to jail, and then you take them to court and say, like, she did not want to sign the document agreeing to be here on this date, so now she's here today. Type of a thing. Um, so anyway, yeah, he escalated to arresting her, and she drove off. She said, no, that's wrong. I'm driving off. So he pulls a gun on her. So it went from, I mean, obviously, it, it would have been much easier for her just to sign the paper, right? Sure. But, you know, doing... She she was doing what she thought was right. The cop was doing what he was trained to do, I guess, maybe. Um, but it's just insane because all the people on Facebook were like, Yeah, she's she gets what she deserved. Like she should have signed it, like blah blah blah. And it's like, no. Um he pulled a gun on her because she didn't want to scribble on a piece of paper. And that's really sad. <laughs> yeah. Know? Well, and, you know, d depending on how deep your conspiracy mind goes, right, there are some that will claim by signing, you've, you've entered into contract with the state, right? Sure. You've, you've agreed that their assessment of the situation is, is correct and valid, uh, and the fines being assessed to you are proper and you agree to pay them or you agree to show up in court, yada, yada, yada. So unless, unless you truly are in entering into agreement and contract, uh, don't sign, right? Uh, and which is again bizarre uh, to to think of it like that. When in some cases, I don't know all the municipalities, uh, but the ones where it's it's you know you'll get arrested for not signing, right? Then 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 on the spot, right, going about your day, uh, you have to make a conscious decision whether to uh, uh, enter into contract under duress uh, and hope that that gets adjudicated later, uh, or to to fight on the spot. Uh, and either attempt an escape or get arrested and then, you know, handle it, hash it out elsewhere. Right. Either yeah. way, either way, you're going to end up in court. And I think most people at that point uh, will sign. Uh, but I don't think that other people will make it clear um, that, yeah. you know, that it's under <laughs> duress. So, so I, th I just had an idea. Like, well, I I've actually done this before, but uh, sign it, sign it Donald Duck or Donald Trump <laughs> or, you know, pick sure. a name. I, I just had another idea that, like, Ask the cop what his name is. <laughs> Write his name on there. <laughs> like he he signed it, not me. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, that's a, that's a funny one. <laughs> See, usually I don't sign, and they'll put refuse to sign in the places that allow it. Right. But then you and know, that's, in that's, that would be like really obvious. Like refuse to yes. sign. Okay. Throw it in her window. Have a nice day. You know, get right. lost. Fix fix your freaking turn signal or whatever. See you in court. <laughs> But even court paperwork, right? To, in order to get the court paperwork and move on, they require signatures. So when, whenever I need to get my copy and they need me to sign off on receiving the copy, I just write under duress. <laughs> and that's it. That's, that's my signature uh, for when dealing with state things. So it's, it's, right. there's, there's no, there's no uh, uh, 
there's no vagueness to it. It's very clear, right? I'm not doing this voluntarily. This is this is in no way con, uh, voluntary consent. We're not engaging in any contract. This is under duress. And I go, well, that's not your signature. I go, well, it is for you because I'm doing this under duress, right? If they, if they need a signature, you know, beside that, uh, then I sign it. I sign my, my little scribble, like right through the words under duress so that there's no way that they can, you know, edit out some way, right? This is how paranoid I am. There's no way that they can edit out uh, the under duress and still maintain my signature uh, because it's, you know, it's, it's one in the same, uh, you know, it's one in the same on the paper. Or TDI, right? That's another one that, uh, or TDC, excuse me. Uh, that's another one that can be used uh, that uh, most people aren't aware of um, that, you know, you, you might be able to get away with and go, like, well, what is that? Well, it's threat, duress, coercion. Uh, so you, you sign your name and you put like, you know, TDC on there somewhere. Then if they ever say that, you know, oh no, it's a valid signature right here. You agree. You're like, no, TDC, threat, duress, coercion. Um, the, the, I was under duress at the time. The signature is invalid as far as legitimate contracts are concerned. Um, but then again, like the state doesn't care, right? You'll get arrested or found guilty no matter what. But I like the idea of, you know, the Mickey Mouse or the Donald Duck or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. Or sign, sign, sign it with sign, his name. Yeah. No, you agreed <laughs> to pay. You signed on the wrong line, apparently copy his signature i don't know <laughs> either way right and, and again that's another that's another real easy real simple way to like protest on the spot and and make it known that you're not doing it voluntarily willingly um you know that this this is being coerced uh you know you're you're under duress you're not doing it voluntarily um is to uh so like monkey wrench, just mess with them a little bit, right? Make them remember uh, just who in the hell they're they're dealing with, um, so that they you know they you're you're not the low hanging fruit. I guess is what I'm trying to get. Like make me make it so they remember you. So if you ever get pulled over again, right? Do they really want to go through all that hassle, right? They just want to get home, do the thing, you know, intimidate some people along the way. And if you make it difficult, uh, there's a good chance that you'll be left alone, right? Um, it's, it's worked for the, I've heard stories up here. It's worked for a few people going through immigration checkpoints. Uh, especially if you're video recording it, they go, Oh no, no, it's that guy. Just let him through. Right. We don't, we don't need the hassle. We don't need to hold up the line. We don't need to be pestered about our intentions and whatever here, that guy fast pass, right? We're not even going to ask him if he's, you know, we know him so well. That we're not even going to ask him his nationality or immigration status. Just yeah. Proceed on through. Well, that's that's what's also funny about it. A lot of the times they do know who, exactly who it is, and because they worship authority so much that they can't just go, "Oh yeah, uh, let him through." Uh, I already know who he is. Like they they have to uh, they have to show how how much they worship authority by you know, doing the tasks they were trained to do a hundred percent, even though they know it's stupid, you know? Yep. That's it's again, it, it, and it trickles down, right? Which is why you have big chain stores like Seven Eleven uh, IDing alcohol for like people who are elderly, right? right. They're clearly in their seventies or, or, or older. Like, well, 
because of the law, we have to ask everyone, like, you know, then then you can give them that middle finger, right? And it's like, you know, fuck you. Uh, I am clearly old enough to buy alcohol. This is not a mask. You know me. I've been here before. You carded me the last time. You know, I am not playing these silly games. Uh, I will shop elsewhere, uh, which I have, right? I don't, you know, they, they, they hassle me and I give them what fur. Uh, and then if they hassle me a second time, then that's like, that's the end of the, of the, the business I conduct with them. All right. Shall we try to get into one more? Sure. All right. An open invitation to tyranny. I think this is one of the shorter ones that I got. <clears throat> the FBI has published a document that concludes that, oh, this is a good tie in with the first one, that conspiracy theories, uh, quote unquote, can motivate believers to commit crimes. Consider the growing, considering the growing acceptance of preemptive arrests, that is, arresting someone before they can commit a crime that they are suspected of planning to commit, challenging official explanations such as those offered for the assassinations of John F. Kennedy, Robert Kennedy, and Martin Luther King, or the official explanation for 9-11, can now result in monitoring by authorities with a view to finding a reason for preemptive arrest. Presidents George W. Bush and Obama created the police state precedents of suspension of habeas corpus and assassinations of citizens on suspicion alone without due process. If Americans can be preemptively detained indefinitely and preemptively assassinated, Americans can expect to be preemptively imprisoned for crimes that they did not commit. At Lawrence, Stratton, and I explained in our book, the historic achievements of forging law into a shield of the people is being reversed in our time as law is being reforged into a weapon in the hands of the government. The FBI document says that conspiracy theories are usually at odds with official or prevailing explanation of events. Note the use of official and prevailing, quote-unquote. Official explanations are explanations provided by governments. Prevailing explanations are the explanations that the media repeats. Examples of official and prevailing explanations are Saddam Hussein's weapons of mass destruction, Assad's use of chemical weapons, Iranian nukes, Russian invasion of Ukraine, and the official explanation by the U.S. government for the destruction of Libya. If a person doubts official explanations such as these, that person is a conspiracy theorist. Official and prevailing explanations do not have to be consistent with facts. It is enough that they are official and prevailing. Whether or not they are true is irrelevant. Therefore, a person who stands up for the truth can be labeled a conspiracy theorist, monitored, and perhaps preemptively arrested. Consider 9-11. No forensic investigation of 9-11 was ever officially conducted. Instead, the destruction of the building was blamed on Osama bin Laden, and scenarios and simulations were created to support, to support the allegation, not to finding the truth. Architects, engineers, scientists, pilots, and first responders on site cannot reconcile the official prevailing explanation with the facts. The scientific and testimonial evidence that they have produced is dismissed as conspiracy theory. It is those experts who stand on the evidence who are defined as conspiracy theorists, not those who created the story of Osama bin Laden's 9-11 conspiracy. Consider Russiagate. Here we have an alleged conspiracy between Trump and Russia that was the official prevailing explanation. 
Yet to believe in the Russiagate conspiracy did not make one a conspiracy theorist, as this conspiracy was the official prevailing explanation. But to doubt the Russiagate conspiracy did make one a conspiracy theorist. What the FBI report does, intentionally or unintentionally, is to define a consp uh, conspiracist as a person who doubts official explanations. In other words, it is the way of preventing any accountability of government. Whatever the government says, no matter how obvious a lie, will have to be accepted as fact or we will be put on a list to be monitored for preemptive arrest. In effect, the FBI's document reduces the First Amendment, that is, free speech, to the right of to repeat official and prevailing explanations. Any other speech is a conspiratorial belief that can lead to the commission of a crime. Every American should be greatly concerned that the government in Washington does not see this FBI document as an open invitation to tyranny, repudiate it, and demand its recall. Uh, end of the article. Your thoughts, MC, on being a conspiracy theorist uh, by, by their own definition now. Um, oh, man. I really hate it when they bring up the 9-11 stuff. Because um, most conspiracy theorists haven't read the official report. So how would they know what's in it? True. Um, but regardless I, I of that, right, it's still, it's still the prevailing official explanation versus... Uh, you know, any number of conspiracy theories out there. And I, I mean, maybe we haven't talked about this in a while, but I didn't think that you were a believer in the official story or the prevailing well, narrative. So, so, some parts of it. Yes. I, I okay. believe because I read the report and it makes, it makes a lot of sense, but not, not so, so there's, it's, it's hard to prove that like the U S government wasn't involved but there's not any proof that it was. So, um, like, as far as Osama bin Laden's involvement, I, I pretty much believe it, but why did we go to Iraq? Like, that's what I always point out. Like, yes. th what, whatever whatever story they, they are saying is, is fake doesn't matter because the official story says that some guy from Saudi Arabia did it, and then we went into Iraq. So, uh it doesn't like the government doesn't even care what the story is. It does the story didn't even matter, right? And unless it unless the US government really was involved with it, which I haven't found any solid proof. Uh just a whole bunch of uh uh you know, possible links that, that would uh uh you know link the US government to involvement, um which doesn't mean they did it. So um so in that way you can believe whatever you wanna believe, but uh but was there explosives in the Twin Towers? I I don't believe there was. Um, okay. And for the the simplest explanation is because, well, it it fell from the point of impact, uh, where the plane hit. Uh, sure. It didn't look like the the points of impact were were planned ahead of time. Um, so, unless somebody you know ran up a whole bunch of explosives, uh, you know after the plane hit, um, yeah. It, it doesn't make sense. So, uh, a lot, a lot of the conspiracies theories with that start. Well, I don't want to get into it. We can talk. About yeah, that we don't. We don't have one. to get into that one specifically. But just in in general, you know, I don't think there's a lot of situations. I mean, look, look, right from the beginning, right? We open the show with, did Jeffrey Epstein really commit suicide? Right, because the official report is going to come out and say he did. Yeah, just just you know couldn't handle what was happening and decided that suicide was the best way out. 
And there's, I don't think there's, uh, there's not a lot of people on the planet that hopefully will believe the official explanation of, of what's going on, right? Um, and to not believe the official explanation of what happened in this case, right, is what's going to put you on, you know, potentially on the list, the government list uh, of, of, you know, people who may commit a crime because they don't believe the official explanation. Uh, and I think that's the bigger story, uh, not necessarily specifically uh, the truth behind 9-11. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, there's a lot of times the government says something when there's facts that contradict it. Sure. So, yeah, you can't, you definitely can't always believe. Actually, most of the time don't believe what the government says. Right. But that, but now if, in, with that advice, you subject yourself to preemptive arrest, potentially, according to the article. And that's dangerous. Darn. <laughs> Final thoughts? Nope. All right. My goodness, it's been an hour already. Uh, thank you very much for listening, everybody. You guys know where to find us, anarchistexperience.com, uh, minds.com slash the anarchist experience. And if there's another social network that we should be on, um, shout it out, because I'm on all of them, um, and I only plug a handful of them here because there's too many. Um, I know that I, I'm, I'm currently on the waiting list for Jordan Peterson's whatever it's called. Uh, so once that gets up and running, uh, we'll probably have a presence there as well. Uh, but otherwise, minds.com slash the anarchist experience. And if you want to contribute to the show financially, uh, Patreon is where we're currently set up. Patreon.com slash the anarchist experience. Thank you very much for listening. And we'll talk to you all next week. Peace. <laughs>